2: From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody! Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm going to leave that. I'm a little tongue twisted. It's one of those days today. Um, before we jump into the podcast today, I want to make sure I give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Doctor Dish. They what I love about them is not only how easy it is to set up, not only how great their customer service is, but what I like is how innovative they are. They're always changing their machine, always making it better, always looking to pivot. It's why... They're one of our sponsors because we believe in them so much. So go over and check them out. Mention uh, mentioned Coach Unplugged. Mention High School Hoops. Mention TeachHoops.com. Mention Coach Collins. Mention anybody, and they'll give you $400 off um, related to us. Uh, that's You won't find a better discount out there. And then also go over and check out TeachHoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a coach to help you coach. (laughs) If you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for my bat phone, if you're looking to get help in every aspect of the game, if you're looking for clinics, if you're looking for videos, if you're looking for motivation, if you're looking for handouts, looking for practice ideas, anything, we have it all in there with a 14 day free trial, go over and check it out. Um, Only 14 day free trial out there. It will, you will not be disappointed. Um, We believe in our products so much and um, I think you'll love it. So go over and check it out. It's help, what, uh, what helps us keep the lights on here and uh, everything moving forward. So have a great day and let's head off to the podcast.
1: And uh, their head coach is a former WNBA player, Vanessa Nygaard, um, played at Stanford for Tara. And um, she's incredible. She's a fantastic coach. And so for me to be able to go against her two times a year, sometimes four times a year, because we'll play each other in regionals right. and that state, right. uh, that's happened a few times. Uh, it's just always such a great challenge just for me to figure out how to beat them. Right. And as many championships as both of us have won, we've almost always had to go through each other in some form to get back. Right. right. And um, so we are absolute arch nemesis and it, it tears me apart when we lose to them. We, we ended our season there this last year okay. um, and it it just kills me as a competitive person as the fact that it's always them. It them, just seems like it's always them.
2: Were they able and, to finish uh, the season this year?
1: No, they they weren't the team who was going – they lost the next game.
2: Okay, uh, okay.
1: But the two teams who were going to play for the state championship pretty much were close to being on their bus ride and got told they couldn't <sighs> play. I
2: know. Yeah. Can you and imagine? our boys
1: team as well. Our boys team was playing in the state championship. Oh, yeah. we
2: lost – we, we lost, lost – we lost, you know – maybe the weekend before they shut it down and mm-hmm. it was my son and I've been coaching him since he walked. I, and it was miserable. It was a horrible, we lost. We, the other team shot like 60%. We shot like 30. And it's like Ugh. statistically hadn't happened. Like my best player missed like 12 threes and he's like one of the best players. Anyway, it's one of those things that just happen. Like the, yeah. the lot every. And it was horrible. And it was like the whole weekend. I said, Drew, but at least we got to mourn that. Like, at least we got an end. It wasn't a okay. good end, but it exactly.
0: was exactly. So you got one.
2: You know, these other kids, it's like, oh my, I feel so. I mean, they're never going to, it's always going to be that lingering, like, oh, oh yeah. I know.
1: That's, that's how I think about it, too. I mean, I feel horrible for, right. for all of it the coaches, the kids, you yeah. know, um, two of these kids, or the one team in particular, uh, they were number one in the country. Right. And, um, so they, you know, they were playing for a mythical national championship, let alone a California state championship. So it was just, I just feel so bad for everybody. Cause we all know what it takes and the work in oh, yeah. and to not, not to get to finish it. Right. So, yeah. Right.
2: Oh, that's horrible. horrible. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> do you have aspirations beyond high school?
1: Um, what I say is that it is not my dream. Cause if it was my okay. dream, I would be doing whatever I could to make it happen. I'm be. really, really happy at the place that I am at. I'm really happy with coaching high school specifically. I love the age. I love the kids. Um, I love being on campus, all that kind of stuff. There's so many great things. And so it's not my dream. And, um, it's really more so of if the right opportunity comes along, um, I will highly consider it right. and I have considered it. And, right. um, you know, we'll just uh, put it the, the funny.
2: The funny thing about I think it's the purest game, to be honest with you. I think mm-hmm. high school basketball is relatively pure. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that Notre Dame football, we're doing this during the pandemic, is still practicing and their schools off. Mm-hmm. So we can say what we want about the NCAA, but uh-huh. not quite as pure as academic based. Yeah, you know, they pretend to be academic based. Okay. But we really are academic-based. The kids sure. go to algebra class and then come yeah. to basketball practice.
1: It's, and they have to pass to play. <laughs> right.
2: There's something pure about that. And that, yeah. that's one of the reasons I never left. It's like there's just something – I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on what that is. Um that don't, and and I, and I've always been like, you are where your feet are, like be happy where you are. Like if something else comes, like you said, you can always look at it, but be just happy where you, like your feet are standing and where you are. Um, do you have any superstitions or rituals?
1: Yeah, (laughs) I have gotten so much better because they were driving me crazy. Um, you know, I had to be wearing these certain earrings and like, one day I just forgot to put my—they're not these ones—but I forgot to put my earrings in, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't have my earrings in." I had—I had. A, I had a, oh, I live close enough to school. Just hold the bus, real quick. Hold the bus, you know. I mean, it was just driving me crazy. Um, nothing that was really nuts. Nothing that was, you know, really. Nothing. Too much. Nothing
2: like eating twenty-six number. Threes at McDonald's in a row, or something like that, during an undefeated season. (laughs) Is that yours? Oh my God. It was so bad. I didn't even, I wasn't even eating them by the end. And this, luckily, I was like in my 30s when I was doing it because I've a heart attack now. But I do little ones. I tell people, I and I've kind of actually changed that question. I think it's more rituals and superstitions.
1: Yeah, for sure. Su- it makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel ready.
2: Yes. It's like yeah. me. You know, I've I've, lo- I've lost a tie in the last couple of years. Now I wear a suit jacket. I do more like the Tony Bennett kind of okay, like jacket nice. with it. Like, you know, it looks nice. But it's not the tie. But it's more me putting my uniform on. Like, uh-huh. it's my game day. You know, it's yeah. like um, – And I'm always the last one to get on the bus. Literally, the kids will yell at me, like, get off the bus, coach. And i have to get off, get back on. (laughs) But it's not like I think we're going to lose. That's where I I really changed that question that it's more of a ritual than a superstition. Superstition thinks if I don't do this, we're going to lose. I don't really think that. But it's more like we're in game mode. You know, it's like our morning shoot-arounds, the day of The only reason, we don't get a lot out of our morning Mm shoot-arounds. But it's ritual it's yeah. a ritual and it's more like I'm just getting them and then I see them in the morning. I send them off to class. It's the, you know, I, I just love that. And I don't remember which coach I learned that from early in my career, but it's like, it was more like, you know, we're going to shoot some free throws. We'll walk through a few things, but I'm not going to, we're not going to win or lose a game at seven thirty in the morning,
0: Oh yeah. but
2: <laughs> they're getting dressed. They're getting there on time. Ooh, it's going to snow. Maybe I need to leave a little earlier kind of thing. Um, those kind of things. Um, <clears throat> what's the biggest change you've seen in the game?
1: Probably the amount of three pointers that people take. I mean, it is, it is it's
2: crazy. It's crazy.
1: And um, I think it might just be the area we're in. And when you come across one, it's great, but there's just no post players anymore. Like it's, if you can find yourself for, especially for girls basketball, a legitimate post player, your chances to win just went incredibly, incredibly up because it just they are not around, right. and um you know if you find a true I played with a dominant big in high school she went to UCLA she was fantastic and and we had her and then we had some backups you know and right. we had guard play we had everybody. And um, it's just not that type of game anymore. Now all the big kids wanna, they don't wanna be physical. They wanna shoot threes. They don't wanna they touch wanna they, they wanna be honest, they
2: wanna be honest.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, so I think a lot of that is because their mentors, the NBA guys, and all the, you know, it's changed a lot. So I'd say that's the biggest change.
2: I agree. Um, is there one thing you'd change?
1: One thing i change about the game? Uh-huh. That you can't play a zone. <laughs>
2: I love that. I think yeah. zones are good, though, from a changeup. I use them for changeup.
1: sure, I they're for they're pace. advantageous. We lose because of zones is the reason why. I wish you know we couldn't have them anymore. But right, um, yeah, that, I okay.
2: wish wish that was one. Uh, you want to hear mine? I'll tell you yeah. mine. Here's mine. Mine is a jump ball. We should get okay. rid of it. Okay. Um, the visiting team should get the ball out. Done. Visiting
1: team just all the time.
2: Yeah, whoever's visiting should get the ball to start the game. We can still do alternating. Oh, do you
1: altern- didn't mean you didn't mean jump ball. You meant the tip.
2: <laughs> the tip, the jump ball. Okay. Yeah, the tip, the tip at I'm the beginning of the game, me. not the jump balls. Jump balls can still say you know alternating possession. I meant to throw okay. at the beginning of the game. I don't know in California if they're good, but the officials here are horrible at throwing it up.
0: Really like, bad. They
2: do it once.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, and it's one of the three of them, so they're not very good at throwing it. Like, it's just, yeah. why do we do that at the beginning so of the game?
1: We- we sorry to cut you off. We actually have a a defensive tip. We give the other team the jump ball. It was one of the things I have to uh to show you if you're interested. Oh so.
2: yeah, I'd love to see that. What yes. do you mean?
1: It's uh so we purposely, let me uh pull it up here. We purposely will lose the jump ball. And um lots of value in that. So this is our little uh from the jump here. Okay. So we are the white team in this particular clip. Okay. And we go trap right away. And so we're giving ourselves the first jump possession, right? We're creating transition opportunity for ourselves, hopefully, you know, right off the bat. So that's my littlest kid. That's, she's not even my point guard. She's my littlest kid. She doesn't even jump. We go trap right away.
0: I um, love that. are so going to
1: eliminate any scripting that the offense has. We're going to, um, you know, usually the ball is getting tipped back to the point guard because of our alignment. So the ball is getting out of the point guard's hands immediately. It's usually going back to a big kid. There's the first person they see, oh, the big kid who just jumped, right? And now that kid has to make the second decision against a trap that they're not used to to start the game to get thrown off. So uh, we find a lot of success in it. Do you um, do it every game? I'm sorry, I put you down,
2: down. No, that's okay. Do you do that every game?
1: We do it every single game, uh, but we have... Two different defensive tips, and then we have an offensive kind of counter if the other team knows that we're doing well,
2: I love that.
1: Yeah, I'll send That's it like, to you.
2: Yeah, send it to me. I love <laughs> we'll
1: that. You get rid of the jump ball. It's your dream come true.
2: Well, no, because they're, they're, they're horrible at throwing it.
0: Yeah,
2: um, so you play quarters, I see. Yes. So we play halves in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That, that, definitely changed. We, so we played two 18 minute halves.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: So I have had to adjust in the sense that I'm almost feel like I'm a cop. I, you, if you're my star point guard, I can't play you 36 minutes. I yeah. got to rest you. Like yeah. I have, because it's just, think about it. You added an, an extra half of a quarter um, of basketball, right? So yeah. an extra four minutes. So I, I basically say, okay, all of those four minutes I got to rest them at least a, maybe a minute each half. Mm -hmm. at some point, like if you watch a college game, no one plays 40 minutes. Yeah. Very rarely. Um, they'll play 38, they'll play 36. Mm -hmm. Um, but you would love it for pace of play. Oh my God.
1: Well, there's another thing I would change, Steve, is the, uh, unity amongst high school basketball. Everybody should have a shot clock. Everybody should play the same thing. Eight minute quarter, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is universal because, you know, we go and play a lot of tournaments. I'm sure you guys do too. You're out of state. Yeah. Now we got to adjust to a way different style of play. Now the five count's really hard at this place. You oh know? yeah, it's oh, like, now you the know, What? We go to, you know, it's
2: we go to Florida a lot just because it's warm in the winter, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, they play quarters, and it's like I don't even know what to do with those extra yeah. coaching times at the between yeah. quarters, and then. It's like, and and, and they want to do this and we just, we'll, we'll get monotonous even if we're not and we'll just run our stuff and they'll be like, what are you doing? It's like, well, we're just kind of going to grind you a little bit yeah. and see how you react and they don't like it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. but I love, I love, I've always thought there should be one group making the rules for everybody. Now, yeah. I understand college should probably maybe be different approach should be different than college, mm-hmm. but there should be one universal for sure. 13 to 18 year olds here's how you play the game i agree um that would be one of my other changes um do you have any other do you have any other like little um i don't know what i call them tidbits or things that you would want to share with coaches i love that jump ball thing oh my god i'm still i'm still my wheels are just turning here (laughs) uh
1: basketball wise like um
2: is there anything special that you do that would make your team unique other than than another team that I would go, what would I see if I walked into your practice that maybe would be different or at a game that would be different?
1: Um, I mean, practice wise, I hopefully, you know, my, my goal is always that we look prepared and that's a big staple of our program that we're going to look prepared in practice that we look prepared for a game that we always look like we know what we're doing. Uh, like we were coached, right? Otherwise I'm right. not doing my job. Right. Uh, so for me, that's really important. It's something that we try to stress throughout our program. Um, but in terms of like me specifically doing X's and O's stuff, that for sure is pretty unique. Um, a lot of people, I, I haven't come across defensive jump balls or anything like that. Um, we also do kind of a similar trapping defense is just like little nitpick stuff. But what's interesting is we don't ever practice it ever, like not at all. And that's. You, you want me
2: to, I'll, I'll give you one that we do sometimes on <laughs> free throws. We'll trap out of a free throw right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have the free throw shooter go back
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: the other two guys uh-huh. that are off the line will, will deny mm-hmm. that like, works because they don't, don't cause, now the hard part is you have to practice a little bit in the sense that the free throw shooter is your, is your safety. Mm-hmm. You have to tell them you got to get back, but the guys right next to the rebounder, they'll get the, you know, you're shooting a free throw and they'll get the rebound and you trap them right away and you take the two closest passes away. Mm-hmm. You, and we only do it maybe once or twice a game.
0: Yeah, same maybe. with us. Yeah.
2: It, it, it freaks them out. It's like, yeah. where <laughs> do people come from? You I know? love it. And even if someone's open long, we have somebody back there. So we have found that to be successful as far as I always like keeping people off, you know, just a little bit off edge, just a yeah, little bit. For like, sure. yeah. I, think,
1: I think especially, I've never coached boys. So speaking specifically about girls, passing is just a really undertaught skill. And I will say it all the time in our scouting reports, they can't pass. They cannot pass. They can't pass. They can't handle pressure. Let's make her make a decision. She's a horrible decision maker. She looks like she's one of the best point guards in the country. She's going to Oregon, but she can't pass. Believe me, right? Right. And so sadly, it's undertaught in the sense of because people don't practice those types of drills. You're not practicing that intense all of a sudden. So it's, it's something that you can always get a small advantage on because it's not being practiced and you catch a kid off guard who's not ready to do it. So I love those types of things.
2: I know. And I, you know what I've seen from the girls game over the change that girls have gotten a lot stronger mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, probably 20 years ago, they couldn't make the pass across 25 mm-hmm. years ago. They couldn't make that long pass. Now, girls yeah. have gotten so – I mean, the weight training, the playing, all that stuff. Quicker, quicker that, faster, that stronger. The, yep. Yes. That they can – you used to be able to say, like, they can't make that pass from corner to corner. That ain't going to happen. So, you mm-hmm. could trap – so, you know, yeah, I love watching the game now. We, You know, it's – yeah, it's changed so much in the last 20 years. It's crazy. And yeah. part of it's because there's just more opportunity. There's For more sure. Opportunity. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, I'm going to I'm going to jump into rapid fire here. Um, okay. Woo. Yeah. We'll we'll give away we'll give away that when 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 we're actually doing this cuz I'm going to go watch the Biden speech after we're done with this. So This isn't a political thing, but I'm going to go watch the Biden speech.
0: Right.
2: You live in California, that's probably a Biden state. So we we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah. Probably. All right, what's your favorite bra- basketball? I'm Alex Rodriguez
0: and I'm Jason Kelly.
2: Well, yes, I'm no
1: longer involved, so it's uh, it's the Spalding TF 1000 or something. The legacy, the legacy, the yep. legacy specifically, it's softer. Okay. Um, Nike will probably be mad at me for not saying Nike because uh, we're a Nike school, right? Um, but their their basketballs are just I can't say that. But um, <laughs> when I played, it was the Wilson basketball, and Castaway had come out at that time, and so we named our Wilson basketball Wilson. Right. And it was like really special to us. We won a CIF
2: championship with what it. What do you use at the state tournament?
1: Um, Spalding,
2: but I mean, it's,
1: um, it's a different form than the TF. It's the slicker form and we hate it.
2: Okay. Because I, I just use whatever ball they're using in state tournament. That's what I, that's my theory. It's like, I want no, to yeah.
1: <laughs> Great point. Uh, we have probably four different b- basketballs in our ball rack. So we have the Nike basketballs. We have uh, the Spaldings that we like. We have the Spaldings that are used in the CIF for the state tournament. Yeah. And then we have a couple of random basketballs. And the reason why is because, you know, we go play in Texas or whatever. We have no idea what basketball they well, use. Bo,
2: Bo Ryan, the former Wisconsin coach that took mm-hmm. the, took them to – he he was a Bodden guy. So, all of a sudden, you see these Baden show up and it's <laughs> like, oh, crap. Now I got to go buy some – because <laughs> I always got to like – then, then you, you all were playing that team. It's on the scouts. So, now we got to like – you know, I don't know.
0: Wow. Yeah. They do, do feel, feel
2: different from a, from a shooter standpoint, they feel different. Yep. We yeah. do
1: look though on a scouting report. So like if I have three films on a team and we're going to their place, I'll look and see what type of ball they play with. And then we'll, we'll try to focus on that. So,
2: so let's talk about scouting real quick. This intrigues me. Um, so how do you do your scouts? Like how do you give the information to the girls?
1: Um, I actually just did a presentation on that. Uh, so it's kind of, I have too much information going on in my okay. mind.
0: Right okay. now.
1: Um, but we try to not say the other team's name or what they do a lot. And so we're like subconsciously injecting them with this information basically, right? So okay. we look at the keys to the game and what concerns us. And then we will implement that into our own drills that we're familiar with or drills that maybe we don't run often, but they're specific for that game. So the team is going to press us, and we don't ever get pressed, right? So we'll run drill specific. But we're not going to sit there and say, hey, girls, these drills are fast. They're going to press you all the time. You're going to turn the ball over a thousand times if you're – You know, we don't right. do that. We okay. just, hey, here's a lot of pressing drills. Let's get ready Do you ready spend for time it.
2: on film? Do you spend time on a paper scout? How much do you – because I've changed on this over time.
1: So I have found in the last few years that specifically my high level kids, and we usually have three to four or five of them on a roster at a time, that they have gotten so much better at wanting to be better. So these kids are watching film on their own. They're coming into my office on their own. They're doing all that stuff. So as a coaching staff, we put a ton of work in and we'll make playlists for these kids on Huddle and do all this different stuff. And they can just watch it because I already know they're going to watch it. I don't need to spend that time with the whole team with seven kids who aren't even going to touch the court with four kids who don't care at all with, you know, we're just going to, if these kids want to watch it, and they're going to prep that way, then we do that.
2: Yeah. So what, you know what I've done too, is I've started to do small groups. Mm -hmm. So we live in a Snapchat world Mm -hmm. (laughs) where like, I can't have like, you know, 15 years ago, I could have a half hour, 45 minute film session. It was no problem. They were focused. It was like, now it's like, I literally i'll get try to get down to ten clips if i'm doing a team one otherwise you know if I have my 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 top two guards and and i'll just say hey come in after practice or come in at lunch tomorrow we'll sit yeah. and t- spend ten minutes and that okay. seems to have worked a lot better because I'm getting time with them it's more specific um, I agree. Yeah, because it's you're right. The number twelve or fourteen doesn't care. They they're thinking about what they're having for dinner at that
0: point. Yeah,
1: <laughs> or why am I not on that clip?
2: <laughs> right, why am I not playing? Because well, yeah. if you watch game clips, all they're doing is watching themselves too. You can yeah. see it. Um, exactly. I know it's 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 funny. What's one word you would use to describe your ideal player?
1: Ideal player, grit.
2: Okay. Um, one, if you go to one sporting event in the world, what would you go to and why?
1: The Olympics because you get to see the best athletes at the best event in the, in the world for sure. Okay. What's yeah. your
2: favorite pregame meal? Uh,
1: so I'm pretty strict on what we allow the kids to eat and um, kind of, it, it's funny, like year by year they do more of whatever we we allow ourselves to have. Right. So this last year it was El Pollo Loco, um, you know, chicken and whatever. And, um, so that one's fresh in my mind right now. And I'll usually just nibble a little bit before, uh, before the game. And, and uh, we have a lot of the meals at, at my house. And so that's how it works. But if, if, if it's me specifically, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to eat with whatever, whatever <laughs> they, eat. I kind of, I need to eat something light. I can't be like sleepy. During I the
2: know day. I can't eat that much either. Uh, one thing you do to relax.
1: One thing I do to relax, um, get a massage.
2: God, I know. <laughs> You haven't so, had one of those in a while, I bet. Oh, so sad.
1: They're, they're,
2: they're lock, are they're, I'm assuming California's locked down on massages. Oh, it's oh, crazy.
1: Yes, so I am a, like a frequent massage getter. And yeah, I haven't had one in probably seven months. And it's, whew, it's
0: hard. It's really oh, I tough. I know.
2: I know. Yeah. The, the stats <laughs> teacher is going to tell you it's going to be a while, too. Um, one coaching technique you think is important? One a coaching
0: technique. Yes. What do you mean by that?
2: Whatever you think a coaching technique is
1: am i gonna sound dumb with whatever?
2: no you're not gonna yeah. i mean um, i've got i've gotten a wide range of answers on this one
1: a coaching technique that i think is important mm-hmm. uh, well i mean the word organization came to my mind but that's not a technique so
2: we, we'll, we'll go with that that's fine it's, it's I th- like I th- yeah think okay.
1: organization is yeah very it funny. could
2: be a technique um if you're unorganized it's definitely bad yeah uh yeah. best basketball player you have seen in person kobe bryant good uh best basketball player of all time
1: Michael Jordan <laughs> he's behind me Oh,
2: pitchy. yes he uh he uh he's gotten probably 98 percent of the vote
1: I mean I think
2: magic's gotten a couple come on I know I'm just telling you I mean I've, I've oh, done God. like 200 of these he's probably got 98 percent I think um come on. I think Kobe's gotten a vote or two LeBron's obviously gotten a couple votes um I'm telling you, I think the guy living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin's got a shot at being in the discussion. I don't think he's there. Mm -hmm. They gotta win some. I think so. He is he's 25 years old. Exactly. (laughs) He's like, so I'm not sure what's gonna happen with the yeah. Anyway, um to do one thing that helped you become a better coach. One
1: my players.
2: (laughs) I tell people there's two types of coaches: coaches with players and (laughs) ex-coaches. telling you man
1: my players have definitely helped me personally.
2: i know it's like it's so true uh best game you've seen in person um,
1: honestly it's i have to pick my own it, yeah. uh the two years ago we won the state championship and uh, we were at clovis west high school which for a girls basketball venue in southern california it is holy moly the whole fresno town comes to their to their gyms i mean it's crazy right. we don't get big crowds in california right and uh so we're playing state regionals at their place nobody and they're they're one of the best programs you know in the last you know last decade in california people don't come out of there alive you just don't and we were the one seed and actually we weren't because we lost uh we were the two seed and uh it was it was brutal we were down 22 points at halftime and um it wasn't that we were playing bad we were they were on fire Fire. they're a dribble drive um Vance Wahlberg actually is the boys' coach there, so Craig has learned the dribble drive from the guy who invented the, invented
2: dribble, the drive. dribble
1: drive. So I mean, so they run it as good as anybody you've ever seen, and they were on fire, and it was just incredible. And um, throughout the playoffs, everybody else who played there was down twenty-something points, and these are the best teams in California, right? And nobody could come out of it. And so I just kind of told my like, hey, they're gonna they're gonna cool down. We're playing okay, and it was just one of the most spectacular um comebacks of course if you will uh because it was the environment it was how my kids just did not give up how I didn't give up because I easily could have just been like oh I give up (laughs) this is this is brutal it's embarrassing it was embarrassing you know and um we just oh it was it was such a great win and then we ended up winning the state championship
2: oh my god yeah, I know. We won, one in, we won a state championship, the only triple overtime ever at state championship. We won it. Yeah, and the kid did a Chris Weber in the second overtime for the other team. Called the no. timeout and they didn't have it.
0: It's like, no. Yeah,
2: it was like six seconds to go. My point guard went and hit the free throws. It was, a, oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, I should have quit. It was 2011. Yeah. I should have quit. Because it's like, I'm never going to do that again.
0: Yes. Um,
2: what's your favorite quote or saying? Uh,
1: I'm not a huge quote person. Okay. Um, so I don't want to go. Don't
2: want to give one if you don't want. If you don't have.
1: Well, I don't want to go uh, religious on people, but it'll be a Bible verse. And very simply that anybody can, can apply. It's whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. So that's a Ecclesiastes
2: okay. nine ten. Yep. That's great. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Passionate. Okay. Um, best basketball coach of all time. Mm. this one tends to see everyone says MJ in about three seconds. And then well, I, I asked this to my question. mind in
1: one second. So coach Wooden came to my mind in one second. And the reason there's hesitation is because all these guys who are so fantastic and ladies, I don't know them. So we can say Gino is the best. We could say Coach K is the best, but I don't know any of these people, so right. I can't say. And I'm Summit, to you got to
2: put, put Summit in there. You got to yeah, put like you got to put. Well, look at like Brad Stevens, Bill
1: Jackson. I mean, well, you know, Pop
2: the Pop. I, I know there's
1: so many people.
0: I know.
2: I know. This, it's crazy, and Steve I think Collins. it's because it's our world. It's our world that that we get really we get really protective in our world. Um, yeah, well, I think it's a hard – that's a hard call. Wouldn't have players, too. Of <laughs> course. And he almost, lo- he almost lost his job like Coach K almost lost his job, too.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I will say is that our society measures how great a coach is by championships, unfortunately, right? They they and do. all those people I mentioned have won a lot. Um, but I will at least say that the one that I – Strongly know was also a very good person was Coach
0: Wooden. So yeah, yeah. I'll just go his with
2: pyramid that. of success. If nothing else, is a living legacy. Um, if there's one book, uh, one book you would recommend? So
1: I I thought this question might come up, and so I I brought it. Uh, Generation Z, Unfiltered by Tim Elmore. Okay. Um, and the reason this book is so fantastic is it's uh, pretty new as an educator, as a coach, as a parent, I'm not a parent, as a parent, um, it talks about this generation of kids and how we can use their strengths and weaknesses basically to make them uh, the best that they can be. And we all know as coaches, we complain, this generation just isn't the same, this generation. And we all just, we just complain about it. This book just captures it like so beautifully uh, that there's nothing wrong with these kids, that this is how it is. And this is how we can make the most out right. of them. So well,
2: I, 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 I get mad at people in our, in our staff. They go, oh, the kids are on their phone all the time. I go, stop it. It's like, it's like 50 years ago, people saying they're chewing gum in class. It's just right? stupid. the phone yeah. ain't going anywhere. Yes. Like, so we better adjust. Because it. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's not disappearing tomorrow, people. Exactly. Like, it's who they are. So let's you know meet them. Generation Z. Generation when was that published?
1: Um.
2: God, I don't, very rarely does someone pull a book that I have not, I have not heard Generation Z.
1: 2019. Okay. And he has a, he has a few different books, uh, but this one is just really, really good. Lots of research into it. It's slightly repetitive in some forms, but um, one thing that's great, a quote in here that's great for the times right now. He says, in times of boredom, when we have margin in our day and quiet time to think, that we develop creativity and empathy. And, um, you know, I hear so many times like my kids right now in this quarantine time, right? Like, I am so bored, I'm so bored. Like, we have to stop telling kids that being bored is a bad thing, right? Right. Oh, I'm bored, I gotta go do something, I gotta go do something. Think, like, think
0: about something. (laughs) Well, you know what my
2: son did? My My son basically started working on his business, you know, and I'm so proud of him. You know, one thing he did, he wrote every teacher he ever had a thank you note.
1: That's incredible
2: it's like that's awesome. okay check good job good job yeah. dad you yeah, know good, good job Mom. Job, that was like perfect exactly. it was like and it, you know it was a little bit of a grind at the end but he's like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this it's awesome point in quarantine it's like yeah good job drew mm-hmm. it's like that's perfect um all right so my last question i always ask is what was what would be one thing you would tell your younger self
1: not one not the one that we already did
2: no, and, and a little bit, but it's something okay. different that you would say to your younger self.
1: Um, So I'm just going to go with the first thing that came to my mind, and that would probably be to be patient. Um, and it depends what part, of, it doesn't even matter what part of my younger self. When I was 10, when I was 15, when I was 25, um, especially as a young coach. So again, I started coaching when I was 19 years old. Right. The... If you're coaching for money, you're in the wrong profession, but you can, <laughs> but you can eventually, you know, make a living from it, you know, right. in some, in some forms, you know, these, some of these guys are making millions of dollars a year, right? right? So, right. um, you have to go with what you're passionate about and what you truly love and enjoy and that it's never a job, right? That it's never, I'm never going to work. And that's the best part about it. Right. That part I always knew completely was on board with that. I always knew it. But the part that was so hard was when I was 21 years old. I'm coaching. I'm a walk-on teacher. I'm a substituting teacher, not walk-on. I'm a substitute teacher. I'm coaching. I have a $2,500 stipend. I have to go work camps for $10 an hour and score keep and do a clinic. I have to do all this stuff, right? because it's what I'm passionate about, but I got to make money. Right. And my other friends, they just graduate. He's an entrepreneur. He's starting his business over here. Right. We go to lunch and they all the guys throw in their credit card in a hat and somebody gets to pick, you know, and they'd be like, don't worry, Alicia, we got you. You don't have to throw your card. Right. In, right." And so it was just that frustration of like, I know I'm an intelligent person. I know I have a lot to offer the world. I know maybe one day I'll make some money because sadly right. you got to make some money to live. All and right, so, right. if I could just tell myself, like, stick with it. Don't get frustrated. Be passionate. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to do. Right. It's like Don't I've never gone
2: with- to. I've never gone to work a day in my life. Yeah. Exactly. I love coaching. It's like so. Here's I tell my kids. It's this math teacher. Find something you love to do. Mm-hmm. Find something that pays pretty well. Mm-hmm. Which we maybe missed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that that loves you back. So yeah. I might be a singer, and I might not be able to sing. So mm-hmm. it doesn't love me back. So yeah. <laughs> we were lucky that we found something that we're pretty good at that, that yep. we like to do and that they, they, they pay us to do it. It's like, whoa, wow, that. that's a that's the perfect mixture. So yeah. I think that's a perfect way to end. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day.
0: Of course. Congr-
2: yeah. Congratulations on the house. Thank I, you. The math teacher and me will tell you now that now it starts. Like (laughs) you're going to have to fix the gutters and the furnace is going to, or not furnace, the air (laughs) conditioning is going to break down. It's like, Oh Oh,
0: no, stop. I
2: know you think it's the first thing. It's like, Oh, we got this. It's like, Oh God, it's it's a, it's a life of that now. So enjoy everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachubes.com for coaches who want to get better. Also subscribe and like, we do appreciate those. Have a great day.